Well, well, welcome back, everybody. Happy Thursday. Uh, right now is when I realized it was Thursday. In my head, it was Friday as I was planning a bunch of stuff for tomorrow. And now I'm realizing that I have a whole nother day before I have to figure out my weekend stuff. So I guess that's a weird way. It's a win. Uh, we got a fun one today. We're going to talk some So Rare. Uh, so Rare had a big old, like, I don't know, do we call it a roadmap type announcement on the football side of things? And we're probably like, I don't know, a month away from getting some basketball uh, information. And so I thought it'd be fun to have Andrew come on and we can just kind of talk a little bit about the soccer side of that reaction, how we can maybe prepare for basketball, maybe do a little tinfoil hat shit and stuff. So that's going to be fun. Uh, tomorrow, just so uh, we can get into the business. Uh, actually, I should welcome people. Sneeps is here. We got Jump Shoot, put the 45 messages in the chat this morning. We the people's here. Snoopaloop. We got Borland, Boutamide, Courtside. Uh, Shiggins is accusing people of cheating and hoop grids right away, which is good. Uh, people probably are cheating, but it's not surprising uh, to me that you're getting smoked. Uh, Backtrip is here. Veronica's here. Uh, what, courtside, don't you worry. Live before lock, we'll be back twice a week. Every week once the basketball season starts. Subs here, Shindro, T-Man, Gershot. We got Mark in the house. Let's go. Uh, Federico's here. Baston's here. All right. The gang's all here. Like the stream. Subscribe. Hi, Sandra, as well. Uh, join the Discord. Just click all of the links in the show notes. Just click them all. Uh, it's good for engagement. Uh, and, yeah, tomorrow we'll be back uh, again, 9 a.m. With, uh, with Weisberg's joining the show. Normally does Thursday. It's going to do Friday this week. We might mess around and do it on playback. I haven't decided yet. I just threw that out there. And, yes, I apologize, Shiggins. Uh, I think that's it for news. I don't. Oh, yeah, go buy merch. Here we go. NBA. I can never find it because it's reverse here. Go find that. Go ahead, NBA bit. Um, I think that's it. That's all the news and notes. If you missed yesterday afternoon show, we tried to do an underdog draft and not nobody was signing up to do the draft. And I get it because it's football season. So we ended up talking uh, about stand up comedy for an hour. So I don't know if you need like a palate cleanser. Uh, and it wasn't like uh, thoughts on how to be good at it. It wasn't any jokes that I got. It was literally just be like, here's a comic. <laughs> Remember this one? And we did it for an hour and it's pretty entertaining. So go ahead check it out. All right, enough of that bullshit. Let's get the man out. Mr. So Rare Dad himself, Andrew Laird. What's going on, man? How are we doing? What's up, Mike? Good to see you. It's been like a month since we saw each other. Um, I think we actually saw each other like in real life. It was weird. I can't believe that was a month ago. If you had told me when's the last time we saw each other, I would have been like mm, four months ago. Like That's how long <laughs> ago the draft was in my head. Uh, well, yeah, you, and you, you had a Vegas I feel trip like, to like extend your time and just like warp everything that goes on in life. That's true. I actually glad you I'm glad you brought up the draft because before we dive into so rare, I do think like I feel like you have to have uh, we have to have a little conversation about how the entire uh, Villanova University is playing for the New York Knicks right now. So like your worlds are combining into one big fandom. But the thing about the draft that I remember is you being like, I would like to go home. Can Cam Whitmore please get drafted? <laughs> well, like he was supposed to be supposed to like projections had him like in the top five, which I always thought was like a little high. Yeah. And to be honest, like we sat down next to each other and we were like, so when are we leaving? Not to like do something together, but we were just no. like, because like it's the so draft boring. is kind of boring. Like it's yeah, a lot of sitting that. around this year. I don't know if it was any different this year because I haven't gone to the draft in a while, but it felt like every single time a pick happened, it was like the Rockets are on the clock. And within like 20 seconds, it was like the pick is in. And we were like, sweet, let's go. 
And then we still had to wait the five minutes. And we were like, because we had to listen to Dennis Scott and I don't remember who else was there. Like Dennis Scott and the guy, the guy that looks like a, a poor man's Drew Carey, or if it was like an actor trying to play Brian Windhorse, like that was, I don't, I've never seen that man before. I haven't seen him since. Like I only know him in that world. Bizarre. Um, that is unfortunate because I'm actually was like about to say his name and now I'm like hesitant, but I think it was, yeah, it is John Fanta. So amazingly, sure. John Fanta actually does Villanova coverage. So like, that's why I know him. And I was oh. like, why is he here? And then I was like, oh, he's actually like part of the in stadium entertainment. And, but anyway, so finally I was like, maybe I'll stay like through the lottery. And because there was no way I was making the entire, I mean, there was certainly no way I was staying for all of it. And then I was like, maybe I'll do the yeah. first round. And then I was like, I'll just do the lottery. And then it was like, all right, I'll just wait till Cam Whitmore gets picked. And it just like, I was like, he, he might not get drafted. And I'm just going to like, just Murphy's Law this one right in. Yeah, I'm going to be here the entire night and then not yeah. see it. And then literally they were like, Cam Whitmore, I saw him like shake Adam Silver's hand. And then I shook your hand and I left. <laughs> See you later. Well, and I tried to stay for, uh, I tried to stay for the whole Celtics draft. I mean, for their pick. And then the Celtics went full Patriots mode and yeah. they traded back like 55 times. And the second, the first time it happened, I was like, I'm good. I don't need to be here anymore. So I think I left around pick 25. Uh, yeah. Anyway, enough about the draft, but about the Knicks. How are we? Are we just like super excited? Could they could win four games and you don't care because DiVincenzo, Josh Hart and Jalen Brunson are back together again? There we go. No. <laughs> Mike, we're going 82 and 0 and in the regular season, then we're winning the whole. We're not, never losing another game. Villanova guys don't know how to lose games. So we just you got to fire Tibbs and hire Jay Wright immediately. I think you just get the whole squad back together. So there is a tremendous amount of. I may, I'm making this sound a lot bigger than it is because there is like a decent amount of Villanova alumni in the New York area who are Knicks fans. So like right. the idea that a lot of these Villanova players are playing in New York, like there is chatter about it. And there yeah. was an interview that Jay Wright did a few years ago where I think it was a, it might've been a barstool one. I, I don't follow those guys. So I don't know, but I've basically seen it on Twitter, but they were like, would you ever coach in the NBA? And he was like, yeah, it's not really something I would ever, that I ever really think about. And they were like, there was one team you could coach. And he was like, it would be the Knicks. He's like, I love Madison square garden. And like, this happened years ago. And yet now it's like, everyone's like, no, no, no. He wants to coach the Knicks. And apparently he has turned down the Sixers job, like multiple times. He's from <laughs> like the Philly area. He li still lives yeah. there. Like he still works at Villanova. Like, even though he doesn't coach there, he's like, I forget what the name, what they call him, but he's around the program. Yeah, he's and like the so, celebrity. Uh, I'm uh, friends with a guy in a Ruzioni. And if you know that name, uh, his dad is the dude who scored the game winning goal against Russia in the Miracle on Ice. And he works sure. for Boston University as a famous person. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, hey, listen, uh, we need to bring a famous person out because we're bringing money in. Can, Mike, are you available? And a Ruzioni goes out there and he's like, hey, yeah. like, do you believe in miracles? And, and <laughs> it's exactly the same. And they definitely like still use him like for recruiting. It's like, hey, yeah. we still have him here. You're not going to play for he's him. He's around. <laughs> but he's around. Yeah. But anyway, so there's all this whole like he's going to take over for Tibbs. But he also is very clearly not wanting to coach anymore. And I don't think the way yeah. that he coached makes sense in the NBA anyway. No. Like I, the Brad Stevens jump was like a total outlier. Like you shouldn't be right. a good college coach and like almost immediately be 
a successful NBA coach. Right. And so it's I think he's fine. The Patino. Yeah. It's usually Patino. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's, let's dive into some enough Knicks talk, uh, on this, on this channel. Uh, let's, let's talk some of the so rare stuff. So I, I saw so rare had the big announcement last week. Would you qualify that as a roadmap? Is that how they said, was it like a roadmap for the upcoming season? Did they use that phrase? They definitely use that phrase and I would have not used it. Um, <laughs> I love that. Uh, I And so for context, I read some of it, but I didn't really, I, I don't play on the football side enough. So I was more interested in like the reaction of it because I feel like there's probably stuff we can parse out that be like, oh, this might, this could transfer over to the basketball side of things. And if not, or, or this won't. Um, and I listened to a little bit of John Nelson's show on it as he was doing like a live read and react to it. And he's great. Cause I like, I feel like we only see, if you don't watch Nellis regularly, we only see like big, shiny, flashy, like, holy shit. I just gave away a, a whole stadium, right? Like stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> and it was so great to just watch him be like, ah, ah, who cares? This is dumb. Like as he was like reading through it. And I, I love that because I feel like I am the top shot version of that. Um, so it was like refreshing to see somebody on the other side, but enough preamble about that. What was, I guess, like your initial reaction, anything you want to like highlight before we talk about uh, kind of like the community at large's reaction? Yeah, so I think the the most recent roadmap update, what they called it, is actually not that it was nothing, but it pre like a few months ago they introduced basically this collection game, and that's when I was like, if they did this in the other sport, like it makes sense for them to do this in the other sports. I'm going to talk about that first, actually, before this. Yeah, roadmap. let's do. We can do the collection game first. So the they introduced this collection game where effectively, hey, the more cards you own, the better it is. And yeah. you and I, like on, I think this channel and in mine talked about how you were like, so rare does fantasy basketball really well. Don't become a collectible. Like, don't push that. Right. And I've got really bad news for you, Mike. Yeah, it's, yeah I know. I know. Out of it. So basically the way it works is, and it's, I, I don't know how it would work for the NBA, Mm -hmm. But it seems like it should work. But effectively, the more cards that you buy from a specific team and the specific year of that series of cards, the mm -hmm. more bonus you get in the game. So it's actually like an XP bonus on your in your fantasy scores. And so the way that they are makes, basically making collecting important is that it's actually affecting the fantasy. And yeah. yeah. So you can keep going. Sorry. I, I Keep going. So, so basically the way they do it is if you have, you know, if you're like a Manchester United collector and you have every Manchester United card from the same year and the same scarcity, you can get up to a 5% bonus on every card that's in that collection. And so yeah. the way that they've done it, I think, is a little difficult because it's like if you have cards from different years and they've always been like, hey, once you own this card, you can use it forever. But if you have like a 2022 Manchester United card and a 2023 one that's going to come out, like those are not in the same collection. And if you have 10 limiteds and five rares, like those are in different collections. And so they actually don't affect each other. But basically it's collect your team and get a bonus in the fantasy game. 
And yeah. It, I, if I jump in just for a second, I yeah, like, please. I get it. I get what it is. I mean, honestly, for anybody that was in Top Shot, it's like, oh, if you collect your team, if you get every single team member, your cards are now worth a little bit more. Uh, your moments have more value so you can get in more pack drops or whatever. I get the idea behind it. I don't hate the idea that if you're like, hey, like uh, Borland, for example, told me this morning he picked up a Rudy Limited because Rudy is like a solid, he, like his L10 doesn't go too crazy one way or the other. He's like pretty consistent. It's a good guy to have on the team, right? And he's a Wolves fan. So maybe he wants to scoop up a bunch of more Wolves uh, cards. I get the idea of like the fandom aspect of it. I think when it gets a little tricky is if it starts impacting your how you can perform in the game to me that like that changes what's special about it and i i guess like the one thing if you want to talk about the the champion contest that's kind of like you need to have a bag right you need to drop a bag to perform well in the champion contest whether it's in limited rare whatever you need to go buy one of those big time mvps sure there's outliers but for the most part that's what you need to do what i think the ultimate equalizer is these contender tournaments where it's just like you you could spend more like 10 times more than i do but it's not about like buying the most expensive the most prolific player because you have all these cap restrictions right and i think to me that was cool because if you were relatively new to the platform if this was your first time messing around with it you could spend this you could you could compete right away and i think by doing something like this it it removes the leveling of the playing field in those tournaments uh and i know it's by like a small fraction right like i know you have to really spend a ton of money this is probably impacting the people in the super rare spot more than it is in like the limited spot I just am like, I, I keep going back to what I said initially, I think on your show, the way they become known as a collectible is by being the best fucking fantasy game, right? Like if they are the best game, then all of yeah. a sudden it like works its way backwards. And now I think putting any emphasis on anything that's not the game or that makes the game more confusing or less like equal, whatever. I don't know. I, I just think it, I, I just don't, I, it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite. So that's exactly what I expected you to say, to be honest, because, <laughs> yeah. well, just because we basically had talked about it before that mm -hmm. forcing collection is, doesn't make something a collectible. It just forces right. buying. And right. so they did introduce like the collections, like the team collections on Sora, like Sora NBA, like you can go to your team, your page. And if you have it, like I have a bunch of Knicks cards. And so they're all in a collection. What's kind of very different from those is they mix the scarcities. So like if I go to my, okay. like I'm looking, happen to be looking here, like on this page, I have a limited RJ Barrett, a rare Jalen Brunson and a super rare Ryan Archie Diacono. There we go. I had to, but anyway. Ryan forever. But they, but like those actually wouldn't be in the same collection in on the football side because they're different scarcities. Right. And so basically what, it's forcing you to do. And I say forcing as if like you have to do, I mean, obviously you don't have to do this. Right. But like, if you had that a Rudy Gobert limited, now you're like, oh, so now I have to buy Luca Garza and I'm looking at Kyle Anderson and right. Brian Ford, somebody in the chat was saying that. Oh, Aaron. And yeah. it's like, you're buying these other cards to make your Gobert more powerful in the game. Right. And Getting to 5% is actually quite difficult in on the football side. You basically need to buy like every player on the, and, and football teams have like anywhere between 25 and like 45 cards. 
depending on right. like the teams and everything. So it's like that gets expensive on any scarcity level. And you're buying a ton of cards you don't want. Right. Like you're only buying them to help maybe one of your cards. And it's not and, to, and it's not because it's a collectible. It's not to be like, oh, wow, it's a, no, it's not. And even buying all of these collectibles doesn't give you something more collectible. It just gets you an extra point into the game. And so, like, to call it a collectible, I, I'm always just kind of like, I don't, why? 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 <laughs> so the, the, the collectible part of it is accentuated a little bit on the football side because of what they did with this Liverpool experience. Now they haven't really taken advantage of it yet in terms of like mm -hmm. offering it to everyone. But basically what they yeah. did was they found like their top Liverpool collectors. So it was right. players who had spent thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars on Liverpool cards or people who, you know, if they had 30 cards total and like 25 of them were Liverpool and they were all limited, like, so they invited a bunch of people to literally go play at Anfield. Like they played yeah. on the field and you and I are talking about this. We're waiting for our invitation to go play at MSG. Yeah, but I think I'm ready. <laughs> but I think that's part of like, if you're the top Knicks collector, you might get an opportunity to play at MSG. And I think the, these, they're, really trying to take advantage of the opportunities that they have to give their users of like, Hey, we can send you here. And if you do this and it's not just, you know, beat a thousand people and win NBA league pass, it's, Hey, you've collected all these cards. We'll let you do like a meet and greet or whatever it is. Like they have access to things and they're like slowly starting to give those away. And I think collecting is actually the way that they're going to do it instead of winning it in the fantasy game which maybe that makes you think you should bet. Like, I think their idea is yeah. like, if you owned all of the Timberwolves cards, like you must really love the Timberwolves. But like, there are football cards I own. Like I have an FC Soul collection. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not going to Korea anytime soon to watch a game in Seoul. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess if they sent me there, I would. But, but like, yeah. it, it's, I'm doing that because it's helping me in the game. And so I think they, I don't, like, there's no way to tell whether I like, whether I live and breathe by Korean football or not, I don't. Right. But I, and I, it, re it reminds me, it really does remind me of when Top Shot was like, hey, if you collect an entire team, you get an extra boost in what those things are worth, which will in turn either get you potentially an opportunity to like go to MSG for a game, or maybe it's access to an upcoming pack drop. But what it ended up doing was it created this like false sense of value and then when the rules changed, the value was undercut. And so like the thing that propped it up was taken away and now it's no longer propped up. Then it just kind of creates anger. So, right. If they, <clears throat> maybe they run this out this year and you have a bunch of people buying a bunch of Knicks moments for, for that reason. And then they're like, Oh, this act, you know what? Maybe it's, maybe it's more about performance in the game than it is about collecting Knicks. And you had all these people make all these purchases that now it doesn't matter. And listen, that's like a hypothetical. They don't do that. Maybe they don't do that to me. It's just creating, uh, I don't know. And I'm seeing courtside in the chat too. He's saying it's very easy to get 1%, very difficult to get 3%. So the difference is 2%, which would be 1.2 points on a 60 game week score. It's not a big deal. Just fun, extra strategy. I get it. I get, I get what you mean. It doesn't seem like a big deal. I think creating anything 
that and maybe we shouldn't even be talking about new people coming to the game because maybe just focus on the people who are here and I should shut up. But anything that creates another level of confusion for the entry level type games in the limited because they don't want you playing the free game. They want you to spend money to get into the limited. Anything that makes that more confusing or more like, well, if I don't drop five ETH, I have no shot. Once that idea is out there, I think it's tough to it's tough to talk anybody into playing with it, you know? Yeah, no, I I think you're definitely right about that. And back to the point by by courtside, like the 1.2 points is nothing until like you miss out on a reward by 1.3 by, by 1.1 points. And it's like it doesn't matter until it matters. And I I've always been of the the opinion that people are actually overplaying this collection bonus that they're going to end up playing like worse cards because they have this bonus. Whereas like you should just play the better card, even if it doesn't have this extra bonus, like people are going to end up making bad decisions because of the bonus, which theoretically makes it better for people who are good at the game and like understand that. So maybe that's, maybe it's a positive in some way. Yeah. It, I think it is a little confusing, but I'm more on the side that it's confusing because we already know what the rules are. And that if you're just learning what the rules are, it's That's fair. It, it's not quite as confusing. And it's not a change, right? That's the only rule right. they're aware of. That's that's a yeah. totally fair point. Totally fair point. So with this new roadmap update that they had is another there was something in it that is super confusing that every like I have I would say that the reaction to it was like. 80 to 85% negative. And it's this idea, they, they call it a fitness bonus. Oh, I love but, this. I love this because it's like my card got tired. <laughs> so apparently they took this out of FIFA. I don't play FIFA, but from everyone I know that does play FIFA, they were like, FIFA removed this because everybody hated it. And so I was like, hey, do you remember doing this? And we're going to do it. So anyway... <laughs> Basically, what it is, is that they, the more you use a card, the less bonus you get on it until okay. you stop using it. And then you kind of get to get your bonus back. So it's literally that, like your card is getting tired. They call it fitness or some other people call it like fatigue. But mm -hmm. basically every card gets a 10% bonus, this fitness bonus. And then if when you use the card in a in a lineup, it reduces that for the next game week. And if you yeah. don't use the card, you get some of the bonus back. The super frustrating thing about this, and we had um, Dan O'Kelly, who's there, I forget what his role is now. He was their community manager for football. He was on the Sora Data show recently to kind of like answer questions about the roadmap. And we basically got no answers. And the biggest part of this fitness thing is, is that they announced that it's happening. It's going to be sometime in September, but they didn't tell us how fast that you lose your bonus and how fast you get it back. And so it's like, do you lose 1% when you use the card and then yeah. get 1% back when you don't? And so it's actually, I don't know how it would even work for, for basketball because like, in football, most players don't play every game week. Like it's usually right. one game a week. Sometimes they play like the midweek. And so it's like, 
the the best players on the best teams play weekend and midweek. And so everyone's like, so I'm just going to never have full fitness on these guys because I want to use them all the time. Right. And they are also doing this like uh, physio center where if you don't use the card, you can put it into the physio center and get your fitness bonus back. But so like training? Is, yeah, it's back to training. Physio. But this is the kicker <laughs> is you could bypass that and just buy your Another fitness card. back. Oh, bye. <laughs> and so this is the introduction of like my micro transactions on SoRare. And they're kind of very, they were very open about this, that they were like, this is a new revenue stream for us. That if you had a card that was at 10% and it goes down to 9% because you used it, you can pay them to get it back to 10%. They didn't tell us how much it would be, but <laughs> it's there. And so the, they now basically cards now have four possible bonuses on so rare football. You have just like the regular XP, which is like the longer you hold a card, you get XP for it. You have this okay. collection bonus, which is all the players from the team that you don't want, they contribute to it. Then they have this fitness bonus where you get the 10% and then it depreciates at some point and appreciates in a way that they haven't told us yet. And this new season bonus, which we're all familiar with, although we haven't actually seen it in in NBA yet, but like all of our old cards will lose the current season bonus when the new cards start. Right. And so everyone's like, this is the, so many bonuses. You knew new users aren't going to understand this at all. And I'm, I've been arguing that I think new users are going to be fine because ultimately all we see is like one bonus. And so right. you, you can probably, you know, this card now has 20% bonus and you can hover over it and see the breakdown. And I'm guessing they're going to be like, click here to make your bonus higher. And you give them, right. Five bucks yeah. and you're back at it. Yeah, it does feel uh, unnecessary. That's all I would say. Like all, like the fact that that feels like so much hoop jumping. It kind of reminds me too of the whole idea of them. Like you have cards that you can play in multiple contests, and you have to choose which contest you use it in. To me, that is the that is what fitness is. Like, do you know? Like, it's not that it's getting. I can't use it all the time. Because I can only use it in one contest a week anyways. And that's in my mind. I'm like, so you just made this harder for me to use my cards. I guess I get it. I appreciate the uh, like open honesty that they were like, hey, listen, we need some fucking money. <laughs> and then that's how I appreciate yeah. that. Like instead of being like, no, this will actually make gameplay that much better. Um, yeah. I, it's not, they're like, no, we need, we need cash, homie. Um, uh, yeah. Do you think I, I think that would be trickier to implement in the NBA for uh, a variety of reasons because they, they play so much. Um, do you, do you think based on like the reaction from the community that this is, cause I haven't seen anybody victory lapping this new feature. Um, do you think this is something they add to the NBA? Do you think they find a different way to do it? Like, I, I don't know what are your thoughts on that. So like the, there, there is like a pocket of users who are like, this is, adding to the strategy of the game. Like, do I play my good card that has a low bonus versus just not playing it this week and choosing a different card to play? And I, I get that. I get that it's like an added strategy. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's strat like the, the, the response from everyone is like, nobody asked for this. And that doesn't mean that the whole game should be just based on what people ask for, but yeah, 
but nobody asked for it. And the, the, the we have no details. And right. so I think that's the problem is that like, we haven't, not only have, do we have no details, but like, we certainly haven't been able to like actually see how it works in practice. And so yeah. I don't think, my guess is they won't see enough of how it works on the football site in order to implement it for NBA, like at the start of the season. Yeah. And I, if anyone from Surrey is watching, I like, you cannot change the rules in the middle of the season. So like you right. either have to do I mean, this at the beginning or you just do it for the 2024 season because you can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't do it midseason. I forget what that there. What was was there something last year that they changed in like February? Am I or or we thought that? that or I remember having we, this conversation of like you can't do it midseason. I, I was like taken back to something. I know at the beginning, like they did more of like the mixed scarcity competitions That's because it. like we just there weren't enough cards. But like right, once there right. are enough cards, so that was actually another thing that they announced recently for. Yeah for the football product in like the unique division, you used to have to play. Um, you could, you could enter a lineup in the unique division with three uniques and two super rares. And they announced that like, there are enough uniques on the platform now that we're moving it to one super rare. Like you have to play four at least four uniques. Four uniques. And so like, I get that like the baseball one right now, if I remember correctly, I don't play in the super rare division on baseball, but yeah. I'm fairly certain you can enter. So baseball seven, you can enter four rares and three super rares in the super rare division. And it's like okay. weird that like you're playing more rares in the right. super rare division, but yeah. Yeah. But that's it. I don't know. I, I, I see how it would work and how it would not. Sorry. Work. I might've froze either. I froze or you fucked. Sorry. I froze up there. I thought I wasn't sure if it was you or me, but it was me. I froze my bad. Um, yeah, I, I'm curious if they do, if they mess with the the training thing at all. I mean the physio thing at all. That that was like the biggest thing that I saw Twitter reacting to. Is there anything else that people or is there anything else that you took away from it that you were like, oh, this might be interesting if it moves over to uh, the NBA and MLB side of things? So not in terms of gameplay, but they are apparently. I think we're we were supposed to. We've been told an update is coming this week, and they usually announce things on Thursdays, so it could be today. But they're supposed to have details about the, the cash wallet. And oh yeah. Like that, a lot of people are very excited about that. It seems like it's actually well, everybody thinks we're gonna get this like rush of users because like you can you'll be able to like deposit cash on the site instead of having to deal with ETH. And right. that's a plus for a lot of people who like just don't want to deal with crypto. Like I get it. We kind of joke around that like it's funny how a cash wallet is now going to be like the thing that brings this web three company to the moon. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, we've talked about this offline a little bit. I, uh, I agree. It's a very good thing. I just don't think that means new users. Like I just, I, cause you, you were asking me like, do you think that matters? And I, I was just saying, well, there's been multiple times where I like went to buy something and I was like, Oh, I don't have enough ETH in my wallet. Do I want to go to Coinbase to buy some ETH to then move it to my MetaMask to then add it to So Rare to then get a nine dollar Luis Robert moment like <laughs> or card? Like no, I don't. That's way too much work. So I'm not now. Yeah. I'm just not going to buy it. And so I again, I don't think it's an immediate rush. But to go back to like what we were saying about the making it as easy as possible and like level 
level the playing field when new people eventually do come and want to try stuff out. You just want it to be as seamless as possible. And if yeah. if something that is like buying, setting up a MetaMask wallet is a little overwhelming, you're like, okay, fine. We, like the cash wallet is the option or is an option. And it doesn't impact those who would rather buy in crypto, right? It's not like it's taking that option away. It's just another option. That Yeah, that's, that's the idea. Uh, I do think... So we kind of talked about it on one of our SoRare data shows. I, they all blur at this point. But I don't think, like, from what I gather, you're going to have, like, two wallets. Like, you're going to have your ETH wallet and your cash wallet. And if, like, you'll be able to sell cards for a specific currency. Right. Um, but, like, if you want ETH or if you say, like, I'm only willing to sell this card in ETH and somebody has cash, like there will not be a transaction there. So that part gets a little weird. Um, but like one of the, so the story, I so rare invited a bunch of people to the MLS all-star game last week. Ooh, oh, and, you were there, right? Yes. So oh, yeah. while they were there, they um, had these, I actually have one. Beautiful. So oh, that, a, that's dope. I love that. So this is a, they got it like printed. And Carlos Hill signed this card and they yeah. gave it away. And during, they did one for this, for Ricky Pooj, who plays for LA Galaxy. Both of them were in the All-Star game. And so we're in this big group. We're sitting in the stands and they had four of these cards. And there was a guy there who asked if, they, if he could buy it. And we were like, uh, no, you can't. But, and he was like, how do you get that? And we were like... <laughs> have you heard of so rare and he's like no and we're all like going for our referral codes we're like wait, wait, wait. but so my friend sean is there he does uh this football strategy show with me psu fans yeah. too on so rare he plays nba also but he was like hey so do you like fantasy sports and the guy was like yeah i do and he's like you like player cards and the guy pulls a stack of player of like physical cards out of his pocket he That's was so awesome. excited about these cards that he brought them. Actually, That's this wasn't even the All-Star game. This was the That's skills competition the night before. I hate it. And he was like, can I trade you one of mine for this signed so rare card? And they were giving, they, like, they were there because people had won them in some competition. So they were like, they're just marketing things now as we're like in the stands, like, yay, go so rare. But anyway, <laughs> so my friend was like, he was like, do you like fantasy sports? He's like, yes. And he's like, you obviously like collectibles. And he was like, yes, I do. And he was like, you like crypto? And he was like, fuck that shit. And we were like, wait, what? And he was like, nah, uh, crypto's a scam. I want no part of it. And we were like, but the player cards and fantasy. And he was like, I'm out. And we were like, okay, never mind. And we were like, I blame Sean actually for this, for his own marketing <laughs> techniques. But like, I was like, the cash wallet solved that. That like, you can go soon, you'll be able to buy this stuff on cash. But like, there was a, like, as soon as he heard crypto, he was like, I am out. I'm out. And even, <laughs> I think even if, because the cash wallet is not going to remove the fact that like the cards are on the blockchain. And to be honest, no. I think that it matters to like fewer people than they think. Like, right. honestly, if all this stuff was just on their website in a database, like we wouldn't know the difference. And, right. but because it's on the blockchain, we're like, no, 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 I own this. Like, trust me. Here's oh, my yeah. Well, I've literally never moved it out of that wallet. I've never been like, ooh, let me get this on my open seat. Like, I'm, I've never done anything like that. You're right. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. What are you going to do with it? But anyway, yeah. so I, I do think that there is a part of of the 
the hiding the crypto or actually basically just removing it, that will be really helpful for them. Um, so there's that. I always make that joke that I think I did it this week. I like Twitter going from Twitter to X is like calling NFTs digital collectibles now. Like everybody's like, Absolutely. dude, no, they don't like the word NFT. What if we just call it digital collectibles and everything's fine, dude? Yeah. Um, it's all of the, it's all that, all the same. Um, yeah, that's great. I love that. Uh, that was a, I also I thought originally you were going to make that sound like it's <clears throat> that potential trade at the MLS All Star Game weekend was like the cash wallet versus ETH wallet. And I love that it went to a different world where it was like, nah, dude, we said crypto and he ran away. Uh, Just straight up had no interest. Yeah. Um, so, so let's, oh, go ahead. Sorry, there's there's like one more thing from the, from the update that I wanted to bring up because I think it's actually super important to how everyone should look at SoRare from now on. Like, I think it's, I'm being very dramatic, but it also, I think is important. So okay. they are introducing these things called club facilities where like you design your physio room and at some point like you'll be able to like have your own stadium and it's like a little metaversy yeah and i appreciate that there are people who like that stuff i'm old and so i don't and like it's yeah. not something you have to do but it is like something where it sounds like they're going to introduce like the idea that you can have like a stadium and you can design it and you can put your cards in there and like display them. And I do think that there is, there might be a, a target audience that would like that, that is going to end up like buying SoRare cards to do, to use it in those certain, those things, as opposed to the fantasy game. Yeah. But the other thing that threw me off that we kind of talked about, during our interview with Dan on Tuesday. And if anybody wants to watch it, if you just search server data on YouTube, I'll drop there. a link in the chat after I'll put it in the show notes. Thank you. Um, so when you're done clicking on all the other links, just click on that yeah. one too. Uh, but awesome. basically the, the reason I had a problem with this new fitness bonus and the collection bonus and the new season bonus and the, whatever the other one was, what is it's moving it further away from like the game is moving further away from how the players actually scored in their games. And it's like, you're going to have a player who actually did less in their game than another player, but because he has all these bonuses, like he's actually going right. to outscore the other guy. And so we're going to get to a point where like someone has this like monster triple double, but because you only had like 8% on your card and then someone else who drops like a, you know, 12, six and three, but because they had a 30% bonus, they're going to be higher. And like, that's the opposite of fantasy sports. Like what yeah. they do, like in FIFA or any other game like that, like you control where everyone goes. And like, even you, if you go to, sh you tell it to shoot and you don't decide if it goes in, but like, you're still kind of determining what happens. And right. football managers, like a game that a lot of people play where you like, you know, you organize your club and you decide like on transfers and everything formations and all this stuff tactics and but like ultimately it's a computer simulation right and so those are very different than fantasy sports where like this guy scored a goal or like this guy scored 48 points and like that's the best you can do and we're moving like away from that and i always describe so rare easily as like yeah it's this fantasy game like it's fantasy basketball baseball soccer whatever you want to play and 
they it feels like they're moving themselves closer to what they've said for years and we always ignored it. But so rare and like Nicola, Julia, the CEO and co-founder, he was like, we want to be this like huge entertainment brand. Right. And like they want to revolutionize fantasy sports, but it feels like they're revolutionizing fantasy sports on their way to becoming an entertainment brand. And it right. seems like they're gamifying this a lot now, which is going to like excite some users. It's also going to like piss off a lot of existing ones who have like played the fantasy game and like yeah, came here to play I, fantasy sports. And now it's going to be like, a I like those things. I like when there's opportunities to do other stuff. Uh, but I totally agree with you that if it's like taking away from what makes you good, what made, has made you successful, like that to me, that's just like taking your eye off the ball a little bit. And I like this whole idea of building out your own like trophy room or card collecting room or whatever. I think that's cool. And if that's something that you like to do, I think you should be able to do that. I don't think that should make your uh, champion lineup in the rare division get you 10 more points because you've set that up. Like, I don't think that to me, that's just like checking off boxes to check off boxes. And I don't necessarily think that is like making the gameplay a little bit better or a little bit sharper or like, listen, if you want to do something, make a, uh, if by, uh, by doing this thing, you now have access to play in the trophy room tournament. You know what I mean? Like making a separate thing for the people that do it. And that's, it's almost like creating another like gatekeeping tournament. I'm fine with that idea. But if that is now making your other ones stronger, like I totally agree with you. Like if it is not about a fantasy basketball performance, deciding who wins tournaments, then I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah. And, and that's not to say that they won't do that. Like it's pure speculation that what they do on the football side will be done on the, on the NBA side. Like they basically made no changes to the baseball game this year, which was, it's, it was like disappointing. Like the game is exactly the same. They have a few more, you know, they have the American league national league, but like there are people who are like really hardcore into so rare MLB. And they're just like, yeah, we like, can we make this more fun? Like I, this is going to sound very arrogant, but like <laughs> I, I bought cards last year and like I played last year and I win at least one card every week this year, having not bought a card in nine months. That's great. And like, it's pretty good. I don't know if that's good gameplay. <laughs> like they're not making <laughs> from a business perspective. It's terrible. Cause I bought not like I've spent no more money and granted I right. lit plenty of money on fire last year in order to have the cards now. But there's no, I've been given no incentive to buy cards. And it's not to say that like everything's about buying cards, but like that's how they make money. And so yeah. like they need to develop things that make me want to buy. And I, the collection game in, in, on the football side, like it makes me want to buy only because I'm basically paying for my other card, for my cards to get better. And right. that's not fun. Like, no, that's not what I want to spend my money on. And so no. the NBA, like, I don't know what they're going to do. But they, they have like there really hasn't been much crossover between NBA and football. Like literally, like one office is in Paris and one is in New York, and I don't think yeah, that they yeah. they do much together. No. And so, like, there's no reason to think that because it happened in football, it's going to happen in NBA. But the collecting stuff, like, fundamentally makes sense to me that they would do it because it's like, hey, we're just going to make you buy more cards because it works, right? 
Well, let's let's actually do that now. We'll wrap up with this. What is there? If you little pipe dream action, uh, what do you think, or what would you like to see if anything like new is implemented for the new season? Because I imagine I like I, I feel like this is a little bit different than football coming out with a new season because this is like they now have been able to pull in all the data from like the first go at it, and I'm sure they have a lot of thoughts of what worked and what didn't. And for so the second season, I do expect to see some movement, some changes in things. I don't know. What is there anything that you would like to see with this new season? I think what we all wanted and we all still want are just like more competitions. Yeah. Like I think like an under 23, like they have an under 23 and on the football side. I don't know what the number is, like what the age limit should be for NBA because yeah. guys just start like younger and younger. But right. like something like that, I think makes sense. Like they added american league only and national league only on the baseball side i think they did that because like nl only leagues have existed forever and like they were like oh yeah that's easy right. i don't think like eastern and western conference is fun at all like it yeah uh, <laughs> I, I don't like that uh, yeah i don't think it's fun i really and i know there was a lot of debate about this like the you know the what do they call it basically like hey you can use your shitty cards this week <laughs> for a contest yeah, like underdog. um yeah, the underdog. Like I loved, I just like more stuff, you know? So yeah. even if it is, I think Eastern Conference and Western Conference is kind of boring, but if you just put it out there every week and it's, I can make with my leftover, my cards an Eastern Conference tournament versus put it in, putting it into a training lineup, like I'm here for that. I actually had met with them about something else last week. And they were like, what is, what would you like to see? And I was like, just more contests. Like, just give me as many contests as possible. Um, and I get it's a little tricky because then you get into rewards. And are we just rewarding cards, uh, like more and more cards uh, at some point? It's like, does that, is that actually bad? Um, and then you can, like, I know uh, we're in the chat, we'll say like when ETH for NBA. So maybe that's like the next thing, but I'll, but yeah, sorry, keep going. I'm all in on the when ETH. Like yeah. they have it in MLB. It's like, coming. It's got to, they have, I mean, they don't have to do it, but like yeah. it's, if they can do it, they have to do it. And so it's I don't know absolute, if they're, if they're I bet big, factors, big money so. it's coming. I bet big yeah. money we're going to see that in October. But like, also it's kind of weird. The, the MLB ETH is tiny. Like it's almost yeah. embarrassingly low, but also like it's there. And so why don't we just have it? Um, no, I think what, what bothered me last season about NBA is when they introduced underdog and they were like, Hey, we have this new, com like this new competition. You can use all these shitty cards that like you're in that are um, sitting in your training lineups. And then it went away. And then like six weeks later, they're like, Hey, underdog's back. And it's like, there's a lot of so rare that is just planning ahead and like right. not knowing, like having something there all the time makes sense. And yeah, with the, like the number of cards that they have, like they minted like such a low percentage of the cards they have the opportunity to raise rewards 10x if they wanted to. And people would be like, oh, well, it's going to flood the market. But like people like winning. Yeah. Like we like winning things, even if they're worthless, we like winning things. And so like more competitions, like there's there's no reward problem problem yet. And if there ever becomes one, then we're all rich anyway, because there's so many users. Right, right, right. Yeah, if I, I think going into next year, I would love to see, right, so you have your contender and champion every week. Let's say Eastern and Western Conference every week. You can do the underdog, and then, uh, like, I like the under 23, over 30, whatever it was. Like, I yeah. like that idea, too. But I would get, like, five or six 
contests that are going to be there every single week. And then if you want to be weird, every two weeks we have like a, you know, a rotating wildcard tournament that yes, lasts absolutely. for two game weeks or four game weeks. And that one rotates out all the time. Like I, I like that, like throw one little curveball at us every week, but not that every two weeks it's like, okay, I guess my Eastern conference cards don't matter as much anymore. So I got to do something else. I, that to me, I would, I would love that. I would love that. Because we're like, we want to buy cards for that stuff. Yeah. And then you like buy the card and it's literally like a 10th of the price as soon as the game week starts because you're, nobody wants these cards anymore because there's no, that competition is gone. Like just keep, right. Them. keep them. Right. Just keep them. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I would love, I would love to see that. Uh, any other, any other like pipe dreams before we get out of here, anything that you'd really like to see outside of us playing basketball at Madison Square Garden this year? <laughs> <laughs> no, th that I think would be uh, definitely fun. I, somebody mentioned in the chat, like it doesn't have to be ETH, like just any cash reward is what people Absolutely, really want. Yeah. And yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's what they should do. There was this idea, was that Flolian uh, yeah. doing like a threshold option competition where basically like if you reach a certain score, you can, you win cash or ETH, whatever it is. And like I uh, beat the game as opposed to like beat everyone else is, is yeah. a fun thing that they have on the football side that I would definitely like to see on the NBA side. Yeah. I love that idea too. Um, <clears throat> all right, let's wrap it there. Cause I got to get out of here. Uh, dude, thank you so much for taking the time. Go check out, uh, so rare data, the so rare NBA show. I know that's coming back. The last one was the one I skipped, which was the, the Wemby <laughs> auction. So looking forward <laughs> to have that back. Anything else we got to plug before I get you out of here? No, I think that's it. Yeah. Just uh, server data everywhere. Uh, I'm at Andrew M. Laird on Twitter. If anybody has any questions and um, yeah, hit me up. Thanks for having me, man. Awesome. It was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to, good to chat again. Uh, we'll, we'll, you know, we bounce back and forth on each other's shows throughout the year, but, uh, and for those so rare people, I'm going to start doing a weekly show leading up to the NBA season. And then when the NBA season starts, we'll have live before lock on Mondays and Fridays. And then, one other weekly thing. I know we did value hunting last year, which I, I'm going to find a different way to do it, but uh, we'll still have like technically three so rare shows for the new season. So a week. So that'll be fun. Um, but for Laird, for myself, thanks everybody for hanging out. We'll be back tomorrow morning with Weisberg. We'll be joining the show. Other than that, we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. We're out. Bye.